Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. So you're here because you want to know modern, vintage, everything in the world of card collecting today. Chuck, he's the collector, and Joe, he's the dealer, welcome you to the best card talk that covers it all. From the hottest new cases to 67 high numbers, all brought to you by Oxygen Financial. Breathe easier about life with Oxygen Financial. Visit OxygenFinancial.net and buy sports card investor the leading source for videos podcasts and articles about investing in sports cards profit from the hobby you love by visiting sportscardinvestor.com collector dealer take it away He told you, and it's true. This is episode nine of The Collector and the Dealer. Credit where it's due. Why the industry is so hot currently. I'm Chuck Oliver. He's Joe Davis. Joe, how you doing today, man? Doing great, Chuck. Great to be back with you today. Absolutely. And we are here because of support from Oxygen Financial. For me and my wife, it's investments, taxes, insurance, long-range, short-term planning, all with Oxygen Financial. And it has been for years. Also, thanks to Sports Card Investor. That's Jeff Wilson. Joe, tell everybody why Jeff and his YouTube channel are so awesome and so free. Yeah, Jeff is a good friend and has uh, really taken the industry by storm with the information he's been able to provide. He uh, is an expert on analytics and studying the sports card market and uh, provides great advice on his YouTube channel and his website for those looking to invest, especially in the modern sports card market. Yeah, and speaking of modern, um, I mean, and it's hot off the presses right now. Card manufacturers, I have given them so much credit. Um, if you were trying to push a piece of cardboard with some writing on it to today's 10, 11, 12-year-olds, or even the adults in the market, um, that's just not what it is in 2020. And so several years ago, the the sports card manufacturers uh, started changing the game with the inserts, the relic cards. It started with a piece of a bat or a jersey, and now – it is just unbelievable. I'll say outright innovations in technology. Uh, talk about one of the hottest, the Tops Project 2020, and I think Mike Trout is the current one that's setting everybody on fire. Yeah, this has been uh, – this really surprised me. I, I mean, I get all the emails from Tops, and when this started, I just blew it off. I was like, you know, just just another online card Tops is doing. They do a lot of different ones. But this one, to explain it to uh, our listeners – uh, the back of a Project 2020 card says 20 iconic baseball cards, 20 culture-defining artists. Project 2020 by Topps visually reimagines the baseball cards that have defined generations, ushering in a new era of seminal artwork. So there's 20 different cards, 20 different artists. And so they take these 20 cards and each different artist does their rendering of it in uh, unique ways. And I tell you, I didn't jump in until about card in the, in the mid-40s. And uh, but some of the first 10, I mean, I heard where the Ichiro card one, which was only about 1100 printed, sold for like four grand. 
And wow. these were, you know, 15 bucks on their website just a few months ago. Yeah, and I think there uh, there was like maybe 19.95 a card or something now. And then I'm talking about Card 100 features Mike Trout and uh, Tops has announced that he's going to sign 10 copies that are going to be randomly distributed to collectors who order. Now, here's the cool part, Joe, and I don't think I'm overstating this. As far as a baseball player, I think Mike Trout is the best player since probably Roberto Clemente. He's better than Schmidt, which I can't believe I'm saying. Andre Dawson, Ricky Henderson Jr., you name it, it's Mike Trout. And there's going to be only – there's a limited print of them, but then 10 of them signed by him. Um, that That's a great example of how to get collector and, and industry attention in 2020. Yeah, they um, – there's – like I said, that when it's all done, I guess it will be 20 different Trouts. But what is so cool is uh, – this specific one for card 100, they did have autographed. And uh, for those who aren't familiar with them, you when you buy them on the top site, they're only av- each card is only available for 48 hours. So top sets the print run based upon the orders that have come in over those 48 hours. So, you know, um, like I said, I, I now buy usually buy some of every one. Uh, you can actually get discounts, get them a little bit cheaper if you're buying in quantity. But, um, uh, yeah, I'm building quite a stash of them because I'm going to keep some for myself because I love the artwork, just beautiful designs. Talk about some of the uh, other most recent uh, real high-end national treasures or uh, just whatever, the optics. I know you've talked about uh, a lot of the Panini products, et cetera, just some of the really high-end stuff that collectors just can't get enough of right now. Well, when you talk about high, yeah, the national treasures basketball releases uh, as, as we record this uh, in early June, uh, the National Treasures basketball is uh, 10 cards with eight, I believe it's eight autographs or mems per box. Don't have one in front of me, but it's currently trading around $4,500 a box. And you're talking for basically 10 cards. And so, but uh, there are How many probably packs in a box? One, it's one pack of 10 cards. And how much is it? Uh, market right now is about forty five hundred a box. Okay, let me ask you: When was it released, and what was the alleged retail, and was it ever available in retail? Like- well, no, I, th- I think original SRP uh, was seven hundred, uh-huh. uh, but I believe uh, I heard today Panini is going to put a few on their site at like forty one and a quarter, so those will sell out in a matter of minutes. And uh, because uh, secondary market, like I said, we're in the $4,500 range. And I've seen a lot of people already running case breaks on them. I mean, the 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 low-numbered Zion rookie autograph package will probably be a – I mean, I could easily see it being a $50,000 card, maybe more. Yeah, and, and we're in a recession, right? Yeah, supposedly, yeah. <laughs> and nobody is... in the card market knows it, but yes. Uh, talk about just, uh, again, uh, just one of your – I threw that one out, but another uh, of the newer releases that is on the real exclusive high end. It's not just, hey, one autograph per box and two relics and 36 packs in a box. Um, it's really the higher end products. They're saying you're going to pay for it, but you got a real good shot at this. Well, I mean, the Bowman baseball um, is – very strong for what you get. I mean, the jumbos, which have three autos, are trading around five fifty a box, mm-hmm. which is still really pricey for the average consumer. But you do get a lot of uh, a lot of cards, you know, in a jumbo. Uh, one thing that's driving that product is the Yankees prospect Jason Dominguez, 
I think he's only 16, but everybody's like, he, he's the next, he's the next guy. He's the next guy. And so it's amazing how the industry has changed to where kids who haven't graduated high school are now driving the prices of boxes. No doubt about that. All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it's the return of the show. We're going to discuss live in-person buying returning also, the strength of the show market pre-COVID. That is next on Episode 9 of The Collector and the Dealer. I told you we're here because of support from Oxygen Financial. They're a sponsor of The Collector and the Dealer, but where my wife and I are, that's also in part thanks to Oxygen Financial. We have been personal clients of Oxygen for several years now, and originally it was for help with our taxes, looking to pay what we're supposed to, but not more, And we had been paying more for years, actually, it turned out. With Oxygen's help, that immediately changed for the better. And my wife and I decided, let's see what Oxygen thinks of our investments and overall strategy. Well, three years later, after making that choice, I can tell you we breathe easier when it comes to the market than at any time before getting with Oxygen Financial. And that's including the current issues all of us everywhere are dealing with. If you might have a question about where you and your family are, any at all, take the step we did and visit OxygenFinancial.com. You can get a free copy of Oxygen's 21-Day Budget Cleanse, as well as Oxygen's guide on how to save up to $100,000 in taxes in 2020, just for telling them you heard Chuck talking about it. Breathe easier about life. Visit OxygenFinancial.com. A popular thought in the sports card world is that there's two camps, those that love the hobby and those that profit from the industry. Thanks to Sports Card Investor, you can do both. Jeff Wilson has built his Sports Card Investor YouTube channel and his personal website, sportscardinvestor.com, so that if you're a beginner looking to flip cards for cash or a returning veteran to the hobby wanting to make sure you get the best deals ahead of any emerging price trends, Sports Card Investor is for you. Sports Card Investor, the leading source for videos, podcasts, and articles about investing in sports cards. Profit from the hobby you love by visiting sportscardinvestor.com. We continue episode nine of The Collector and the Dealer. I'm the collector, Chuck Oliver. He's the dealer, Joe Davis. And Joe, this has got to be music to your ears. Uh, The return of the show. It was the middle of March uh, when all sports shut down, and it took the card industry a couple of more weeks. Uh, but everything, all live in-person transactions, whether it's a storefront or or certainly shows on the weekends, uh, immediately plug pulled on all of them, including the national. But slowly, uh, some of these shows are coming back, and there's actually uh, sort of a bigger one uh, in Dallas this weekend. So just talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I'm very excited that some are opening back up if they can do it safely. Uh, I can tell you pre-COVID, In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps it $5 minimum balance required. 
The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season. COVID, the show market was so strong. We held our last one, I guess it was mid-February, and I was just shocked at the turnout. It was unbelievable. And uh, we just had an absolute packed house. And uh, it's one of my favorite uh, the national is to, to me every year is like a second vacation because even though it's a working vacation, it is so much fun. And I hate that we're not going to be able to hold it this summer, but, uh, it is, uh, you know, it, it's just a collector's dream to, to walk into a big show, to walk around and not only what you have the opportunity to buy, but just what you get to experience and the interaction with other dealers and collectors and all the things that your eyes can feast on, you know, as a collector, it's, it's, it's a, a great learning experience, and uh, I, I, ha- I have a great time. At, no matter how many, how long I've been doing it, it's it's great just to attend shows, to enjoy the environment, enjoy the cards. And you know what I have noticed also is there are starting to be more bigger regional shows. Um, I mentioned the one that I went to in Nashville. Um, there are there's one down in the Tampa area. Um, you, you know, twice a year there's huge shows uh, up in like the Raleigh Durham area, Greensboro area. Um, they're, they're, they're the bigger show, and it's not just autograph guests, although some of those are used as eye candy to get folks in. But um, larger regional shows where you have dealers who are traveling, and and you can hit all vintage, all basketball, all you know, new football, whatever. It's just been a, a real cool revelation. Yeah, and uh, the thing is, the the card market. I've known for years that people have used autograph guests to bring people in. Nowadays, cards are hotter than autograph guests. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, there, there, there's so much demand for new cards and vintage cards, and and uh, you know even even other year older sets are heating up. So you don't you don't have to have that marquee name to bring people in because I mean we we didn't have a guest at either of our last two shows, and we still saw a tremendous turnout because the. Uh, there's so much hunger just for trading cards right now. All right, so give your opinion of the National for this year. It was scheduled in Atlantic City. I have not been to a National in Atlantic City only because it's I, – I live in the city – I live in Atlanta, which has the world's largest and busiest airport, most capable airport, and I can't fly straight to Atlantic City. I'm like, eh, I'll skip it. Um, but I go to Cleveland, I go to Chicago. First of all, talk about that sort of uh, uh, triple header there because it really has become a seriously condensed list – for locations for the for, for what's called the quote national uh and right. i gotta admit joe about 10 years ago or so when i started getting back in i initially looked at that and got sort of resentful it's like well that's not it's supposed to be national when i looked behind the curtain a little bit i realized that because of you know you you, you want to have a convention but you want to have a successful convention and so you have to go where the markets are etc and because of union demands on certain uh, uh, convention halls, it really is a list that sort of condensed itself. There's no, like, big picture at the national committee that they're trying to limit the cities. Uh, they just don't have a lot of really good choices. Do you agree with that? Correct. And, I mean, I've been to nationals in, in L.A. in the past, in the 90s. And, um, I mean, the if, if it was my call, I would say hold it in Chicago every year because it's – relatively right, simple and uh, everybody loves I mean, the hotels are within walking you know cleveland 
um, is also pretty centrally located. However, you know, there's no hotels near the facility. Um, there's some inconveniences there. Atlantic City has a lot of inconveniences, especially for those traveling from the West Coast. Uh, so I'm disappointed that it uh, isn't being held regardless of the location or is being postponed. I know they're attempting to possibly do it in December, which we yeah. won't be able to end if they do. But um, yeah, Chicago for me is that ideal location. But uh, yeah, the committee is definitely, um, their hands are tied because there's a limited number of places where you can house that many people, where you can get it booked. I mean, you usually have to book those kind of events like a couple of years in advance to lock in the location for those, that number of days and so forth. So um, they, they're, they're very limited. I mean, I, I remember back in the day we did in Houston. I've been to St. Louis, Los Angeles, Atlanta. Um, and then after the last Atlanta, when we were like, please never hold it here again. Because yeah, at, the back. Time, at the time, it was just the market was not strong because and two, Atlanta is a long way away from the, you know, the from the, the northeast, which is a huge money center and the west coast. It's hard for both of them to easily get down here, I guess. So yeah, and I was talking to Mike Burkus, I think, back at the fourteen national in Cleveland before he had passed, obviously, and he was in charge of the national. Um, yeah. And I'm assuming you knew Mike for years. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I and and I asked him the question. I interviewed him, and he said, "Well, you know, let's let's start going through cities." And I started throwing out cities, and he would say things like, "Because they had researched all of them." Uh, in New York City, it would add probably $2,500 for each dealer's expense because yep. of union fees for setup, oh, just for setup. And right. he's like, I can't do that to dealers. We wouldn't have anybody come. Right. And so that's just an example of, of, of something that they uh, were going through. So uh, it really is a condensed list. But like I said, the National is awesome. Um, I won't be going this year just because it's Atlantic City, and especially in December. Uh, but uh, again, jump back in the rotation next year. All right, you know what time it is? Joe buys a box. Joe buys a box. That's what you do every Thursday when we release the new episode. Joe, ahead of the weekend, uh, what you buying? Well, earlier we were talking about the new Bowman baseball, the poor man's version, which is is me on uh, this product because I'm not going to be popping a $550 box. Uh, I just got in some of the Bowman Mega Boxes, uh, which these sell for around $50 a box. They have exclusive Mojo cards. So my hope is to pull a Mojo Jason Dominguez. And that so is that, the hot Yankees rookie. Yes, yeah. yes. All right, uh, that is Joe buying a box, fifty bucks, thirty-six packs. I'm assuming. I uh, know these are only uh, uh, four ten-card packs. That's why they're affordable. <laughs> All right, four packs plus the mojos. So we also finish with Chuck's vintage set of the week, and this week I am going way back, 1958. Hires root beer baseball card set. There are only sixty-six cards, but boy, they're gorgeous. Uh, it is sort of through a knot hole in a fence. Uh, again, sixty-six of them, and at the bottom of the actual card is a perforated tab that you could peel off and mail away and get a baseball cap or a ball or something. Uh, and obviously, the tab still attached is the the premium there. Not easy to get in great shape. They were distributed actually with six packs of root beer back in the day and it's a 62 year old piece of paper uh there are stars in there uh uh peewee reese mays don drysdale there's a hank aaron uh just to name a, a few 
The numbers are a little weird, uh, but there are, again, 66 of them. You won't find there are a couple of numbers that weren't issued. But so, so don't spend too much time looking for them, as well as an eight-card test issue. Uh, Joe, I think the, the 58 hires root beer baseball cards are gorgeous. They, are, they provide the challenge of having to get them in top grade, which is really hard with the tabs attached. Uh, I assume in your years as a dealer, you've seen plenty, but probably never had a lot of them at one time. Yeah, I've actually, I've only had a few. Uh, those are a very tough issue uh, with or without tabs. You just don't see them very often. And uh, they can bring some serious change uh, on high grade. I was just checking eBay as we were talking. I see somebody's got a Willie Mays 9 without tab, and it's about four grand, even without the tab. So, yeah, it's a uh, very, uh, very tough set. It, it, a lot of those were tossed. I mean, it wasn't something that people necessarily held on to with a root beer. So, no, tough, it, tough to hunt down. Yeah, for most of them, it was looked at as it was, it was an ad that was stuck right. in what I really wanted, which was the root beer. That's all that was. And it's similar. You know, you mentioned how expensive they are. And the only reason I ever get into a set where the cards go for that much is when it, like the 54 Tops Hockey we talked about a couple of episodes ago, there's only, I think, 60 or maybe 66 cards in that set as well. And so they're all pricey, but when I buy four of them at a show, I'm like, I just got 8% of the entire set. So exactly. uh, for some of the smaller sets, they are going to get pricier. And like I said, especially when they were sent out with um, six packs of root beer. So that's going to wrap up the episode. Visit us next Thursday for another edition of The Collector and the Dealer. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.